If you are pregnant with twins now, you are most likely focused on staying healthy and anticipating the arrival of your twins. But what about your health immediately after giving birth? What can you expect? How does your recovering body after twins compare to recovery from a singleton pregnancy? I'm Dr. Wade Schwendeman, perinatologist at Sharp Mary Birch in the San Diego Perinatal Center, and I'm here to talk about postpartum recovery after twins the first six weeks. This is Twin Talks, episode number 11. The ultrasound shows your babies to be healthy. What? Did you say babies? You're huge. Are you having twins? Are they natural? Which one do you like better? Twins, huh? My neighbor's cousin's brother's uncle's a twin. So can they read each other's minds? How do you tell them apart? Twins? You got a two for one. Do twins run in your family? Double trouble. You're not having any more, are you? At least you're not Octomom. If you're pregnant with twins or you're an experienced twin parent, odds are you've heard it all before. Now it's time to hear from the experts. This is Twin Talks, Parenting Times 2. Welcome to Twin Talks, broadcasting from the Birth Education Center of San Diego. Twin Talks is your weekly online, on-the-go support group for expecting and new parents of twins. So I'm your host, Christine Stewart-Fitzgerald. Have you heard about the Twin Talks Club? Our members get bonus content after each new show, plus special giveaways and discounts. And subscribe to our monthly Twin Talks newsletter and learn about the latest episodes available. And another way you can stay connected is by downloading our free Twin Talks app available in the Android and iTunes marketplace. And I'm going to turn it over to Shelly, our producer, to tell you about a special program. Hi. So you can follow us on Twitter or like us on Facebook at Twin Talks, or you can join in the conversation at home using hashtag Twin Talks VP. We've also got a new promotion where you can actually win a free one-month membership to Twin Talks just by following along at home. Yeah, thank you. Well, before we uh, dive into our discussion, uh, we've got uh, some panelists here. So I'd like to do uh, a little introduction here. I'll start with Sunny. Mm-hmm. Welcome. Welcome to the club. <laughs> I know last time we were talking, I was pregnant with twins, and now they are here in the flesh. Uh, yeah, exciting stuff. So um, I'm a mommy of four now. I have two little boys at home, Sayer, who is three, uh, Urban, who is, I think he's just about 21 months now. I don't know, once they get, you know, in those upper, you know, know, like year and a half, two year marks, I forget the months. Um, and then my my girls, I guess they're infants now, although it's so sad because I like calling them newborns. Um, they are just over two months old, twin girls, identicals. Yeah, and I can see you're t- you're keeping them apart with the the toenail polish since you're working I, okay, so far. Okay, okay, yes, and I have um, kind of a funny story real quick about that. And I was doing, uh, and I really like the idea, but I was doing like these little wristbands, different colors, and I, they still have the wristbands on them um, because at a glance I wanted to see who was who because I really can't really tell. I know it sounds horrible, <laughs> but I really still can't tell. Are you a horrible mom? I know. <laughs> well, one day I was changing the ribbons and I lost the ribbons and I didn't know who was who. And for four <laughs> days, four days, I I was calling the child by the wrong name I ended up going to our pediatrician and they were just slightly just their weight was just a little bit different and that's how I now know who's who so I've my fail safe now is the toenail polish yes but I'm still doing the ribbons because I don't want everyone to have to like pull off their sock to see who it is right so <laughs> that's a, that's a great story for our pregnancy oops. I know <laughs> I should totally share that on that <laughs> hi I'm Shelly the producer here um I have identical twin boys who are a year and a half now, Grayson and Sawyer, um, getting into everything. And I'm actually expecting my third. So Woo-hoo! just one. Just one. one this time. <laughs> <laughs> we are really excited about that. Yes. Just one. <laughs> yeah. Okay. Um, my name is Michelle Redden and I'm 34 years old. I work part-time as a kindergarten teacher and I'm also the mother to Sunny and Matthew, my 21-month-old boy-girl twins. Yay. 
Yay. <laughs> <laughs> All right. And, and as your host, um, so I'm Christine Stewart Fitzgerald, and I've got um, four-year-old identical girls. And I also have a singleton um, who is now 15 months. Um, and so I'll just have to say it's, I, I'm, you know, I hear these stories about the, um, you know, preschoolers and you know, the interaction and gosh, my, my girls, they just spend so much time, you know, w- with each other. It's so hard to get their attention right now. So mm. that's my big challenge. Yeah. <laughs> it's like, hello, hello. Yeah. <laughs> I'm over here. <laughs> So today we're going to review an app, and it's called GS Preschool Games. It's found in the Android Marketplace as well as in iTunes. It's for preschoolers, and it's got an educational focus. I'm going to toss it out to our panelists here who've had a chance to take a look. What what do you guys think? Um, I like the games a lot. They're really, really simple. It's a lot of, you know, touch the largest item, touch the smallest item. Um, So comparisons, you know, which doesn't fit in, which is the same, which are really good activities to do for little ones. There's also um, puzzle pieces, but just real small, only three pieces at a time, which I think might be better for the younger preschoolers, definitely. Mm-hmm. So it's got the, the assortment of games. Mm-hmm. I think there were yeah. there's a total of 10 games yep. within the whole package. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and you can, and they're all really simple, bright colors, easy to pick the pictures. So that's a definite plus. Yeah, definitely. Because, Def- yeah, your guys are, they're a year and a half. So if they're able to do that on a on a phone, I mean, that sounds like it's, you know, we've got some yeah. age range. Yeah. Well, I mean, when I was playing around with it, um, first thing you mentioned this, Christine, the bright colors. I think that that's, you know, really eye-catching. I, I think my toddler would really, really appreciate this. Illustrations or whatever are really cute. I, I don't know. My kids like um, illustrations of other kids and stuff. And there's a lot of, like, kids, you know, playing games and whatever that's kind of cool. I noticed my older son loves to play puzzles and there are some games in here that kind of mimic what a puzzle would do. Like, you know, you're trying to build an image of an elephant, you know, and you've got all these squares and they're all mixed up and you're trying to, you know, mix match them so it makes an elephant. Well, my my son has a puzzle like that at home and so this is kind and he loves it. So this is kind of a nice on-the-go type thing where I don't want to take a puzzle out in the car. Can you imagine puzzle pieces everywhere? (laughs) That it would be nice um, to just take this and he can kind of do the same kind of thing and cognitively uh, I'm not a doctor Mr. Schwendeman um, <laughs> he can give you all the specifics on that but um, I do think I would have to get another phone though because I think my toddler both my little boys would fight over this oh, it's like yeah. whenever one person <laughs> wants it then the other person wants it as well and Sharing. I would think you know when the twins are old <laughs> enough to do this it might be yeah. the same we actually, um, my husband and I instead of trading in our phones when we upgraded kept the old ones oh, really? <laughs> both of them so That's I mean smart. you know we would have gotten a trade-in credit, but the flip side is now each of my toddlers have their own play phone that's loaded with apps. So you and can music do the app, them, so you so don't have to pay for. A yeah, no. Thing. So it's yeah. You, once you deactivate your contract on a phone, yeah. you can just turn the Wi-Fi on, and it works just like oh, an iPhone. You know, that is iPod really touch. smart. <laughs> so, smart. Um, yeah, and they don't care that it's not the newest version. You know, they, they just know. care that it. Yeah, <laughs> it plays. You know, it plays oh, music, yeah. and they can play games on it too. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. totally. You know, now I I downloaded it and I gave it to my four year olds, and you know they were you know they've been you know pretty good um, at you know getting right. They just jump right into it, and, and it amazes me how kids need no instruction whatsoever. So. Yeah, it has to be intuitive in order yeah. for kids to use this. It, they have to be able to figure it out. And it's you know, and I and I felt like it's also something. It's not just entertainment, but they're actually you know learning, learning and developing something. their skills. So that's great. Now, my only complaint, though, is that um, 
what I notice is that you know they answer a few of these questions, they perform some of these actions, and then it gives the little the little pop up screen like, hey, congrats, you know, you you did it, fantastic, and then you have to click the screen, you know, to, to advance to the next question. Um, so that's a little bit tedious, and then there's also some pop up you know ads for free software, and I found it covers. You, it's very difficult to get rid of that the pop up screen, and so within you know less than ten minutes, I had to assist my girls in in uh, you know getting rid of the screen. And in fact, they actually started to download um, some software onto my phone. I'm like, oh, oh my god, free software. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> yes. Well, and that would be the next question. So they didn't charge anything to your phone in doing it. It was it was some sort of software or something. Yeah, it was it was a free a free software, but oh, okay. it, but it does make me very nervous right, knowing sure. that they have the ability to just start downloading things onto my right, phone and right. you know and I, I happen to be there I actually had a similar problem I just um in playing around with it I tried to click the x screen and I ended up with a, a weight loss ad <laughs> um not what you want not yeah when not you're pregnant <laughs> what I need right now Definitely um <laughs> so that was a little bit you know just not what I want to see inside a kid's app necessarily um I would love to see an upgrade yeah, um, yeah, where you I know an ad-free for. one, it's it's definitely a good enough app. I'd be willing to pay for it if they had that available. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. All right, All so right. are we gonna give this two thumbs up then? Yep, two th- two thumbs up. All right. All right. Our family has grown. Welcome to the world, Hannah baby. Introducing a new collection, Hannah Soft, made with Tencel. It's so breathable, with stretchy comfort for all of baby's first moments, and it's cool and gentle on their skin all year round. Entrusted Hannah quality for your most precious gift. Hannah Soft, made to last. Shop now at hannahanderson.com. Today's topic is postpartum recovery after twins in the first six weeks. And we're talking with Dr. Wade Schwendeman, who's explaining some of the common postpartum complaints and giving us some tips on faster recovery. So, hey, thanks for joining us, Dr. Schwendeman. Thanks for having me. I appreciate it. <laughs> you see women throughout the different stages of, of pregnancy. Once they have the baby, what, what's the biggest complaint that you hear from twin moms especially? Without a doubt, the biggest complaint that we hear is lack of sleep. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. I mean, it's it's bad for moms with uh, singleton, but once you have two babies that are needing your attention and you know meeting demands, even in even if you have help, it's for sure everyone is constantly tired. Um, that being said, the the great majority of twin moms have very similar but more frequent or you know worse symptoms of postpartum. Um, in, in the postpartum period, just like you would have more uh, of your pregnancy complications with uh, twins, you're going to have more of your postpartum complications, and they're going to be worse in most cases. What co- I mean, without getting too technical, what causes that? I'm just curious. Well, I mean, it, it depends on the complication, of course, but you know, when you have twins, you have twice as much baby, twice as much placenta, twice as much circulating hormones, and a substantial increase in the changes that go along with all of those things. You know, for example, an average person has, um, you know, you know, their their blood volume goes from about five liters of blood to about seven and a half when you carry one baby. Well, it goes even higher when you're carrying twins, and then the pregnant uterus compresses your blood vessels even more with twins than it wow. does with one baby, and so you end up with way more swelling with twins mm-hmm. because the blood can't get back to your heart as efficiently. Mm-hmm. That type of thing is what makes all those changes happen. Got it. 
Wow, wow. So, twi- I mean, twice as much of everything. And, I mean, we know when the pregnancy morning sickness and exactly. <laughs> intensified. I mean, so, getting your body back, you're saying it just, mm-hmm. it's taking, does it take longer? Well, um, it depends. I think uh, I think it's harder. It takes more effort. I think it does take a little bit longer to recover because it takes your body longer to return to its pre-pregnancy state. You have, um, for example, you know, say you're uh, worried about... Um, uh, you know, uh, breast engorgement, for example, and you're breastfeeding, and then you stop at whatever time you choose to stop breastfeeding, whether it's six months or a year or two years or whatever it is, that's fine. But, you know, it's going to take longer for that to go down because you've been using it more and doing it more. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. And then, you know, I just want to know, you'd mentioned you've got um, extra, you know, the blood circulating. I mean, I didn't realize that's pretty significant if you're getting, what, like 30%, you know, more blood volume somewhere in there. Yeah. So does that also mean that, I mean, in, in the immediate period, you know, afterward that you have a longer, I mean, or, or more of the, the lochia, am I saying that correctly? Lochia yeah. is the right word. Yeah. Um, yeah. You do have a little bit more lochia. Lochia refers to the bleeding that comes after delivery. Mm-hmm. And most of that comes from the sloughing of the lining of the uterus. And mm-hmm. so there's a slight, a, bit, slight mo- a slight bit more because the placenta is bigger. And so there's more of a placental surface area uh, attachment. And so you end up having a little bit more lochia from that. Um, but for example, you know, your anemia of pregnancy where your blood gets thinner, mm-hmm. uh, that is going to be much more pronounced with, uh, with twins rather than with a singleton. And after delivery, when you lose some blood, even if you happen to get lucky and have a vaginal delivery with twins, or if you have a C-section, you lose, you're going to lose more blood. And so your blood volume, uh, and your anemia is going to be much, much worse. Oh yeah, my gosh. I actually ended up, I had a C-section and ended up, um, hemorrhaging, which I was going to ask if that was from, you know, increased risk because of the increased blood volume. Um, I was anemic for three months after delivery. I had to take iron supplements. Oh, my gosh. Um, which they said was pretty common with mm-hmm. twin deliveries. But, yeah, that... So is that, I mean, that sounds like that's something that um, twin moms really need to talk to their doctor. I mean, and maybe not even wait till the six-week, you know, follow-up exam. But, um, you know, see if you can find out, are there things that they can do, you know, proactively? If they well, know, might be anemic. There, so absolutely there are. Uh, and yeah, it's, a, it's always a great idea to talk to your doctor because nothing can replace that, you know, getting your questions answered. And doctors, that's our job. It's, it, that's what we love to do is explain, at least me personally, and hopefully most of, our, most of my uh, colleagues, what we love to do is explain what's going on to you, help you understand the changes that your body's going through and why they're happening and what we should do about them. Mm-hmm. Most doctors, if not all doctors, will put twin moms on prophylactic iron even before preg- before oh, delivery really? to kind of build up their blood count because we know that's coming. Mm-hmm. And to get to your question, it absolutely does uh, increase the risk for postpartum bleeding uh, when you carry twins because the uterus is ex- is over distended, meaning mm-hmm. it's it's more full uh, and bigger than it would be with just one baby. And so. You know, the uterus is a muscle, and so it needs to contract down to prevent postpartum hemorrhage or bleeding. Mm -hmm. And if it doesn't contract as efficiently uh, because it's stretched out, you have an increased risk for more blood loss. The average blood loss at the time of a cesarean section is 800 to 1,000 milliliters. And for moms with twins, it's very easy for them to lose 1.5 liters or more just because of the overdistension of the uterus. Because it's more full, it's harder for the uterus to clamp down all the way, and so you end up with greater blood loss. That greater blood volume isn't replaced with blood in most cases because most people don't want a blood transfusion, and very few of them actually need one. And so instead, we replace that with fluid. And by doing so, we dilute mom's blood even more, and so you get more anemic. And because we're replacing more of it with fluid than we would for a singleton, you end up with more anemia for twins. 
Oh, that's that's really good to know. Iron rich foods. You know, what are some of your top favorites? Uh, the things leafy green vegetables are the are the big uh, things. Besides for red, aside from red meat, uh, things like broccoli, spinach are going to be very rich in iron. An important thing to note if you're taking iron supplementation mm-hmm. is that iron is incredibly poorly absorbed by your stomach. It's basically the last thing that gets absorbed. And so if you're taking iron pills, you don't want to take them with food or milk. Oh, really? Yeah, because if you do that, you're going to absorb other things first. And all that's going to happen is the iron is going to go through your GI tract and not be absorbed as well. And you end up with a lot more constipation oh my without gosh. any uh, real benefit. I had no idea. Did I mean, I'm just curious. I anyone know. here? I quit no. my iron because I was having issues. Issues with constipation. My doctor recommended more In and Out burgers, though, so I went that route. <laughs> that is probably the first time I've heard that recommendation from a doctor. Well, no, no, we were talking about you know having having C sections because yeah, a lot of you know twin moms do end up having um, a C section. What's some of the best things we can do to help that that incision site um, heal? Well, um, the biggest things to help an incision site heal are to keep it clean and dry. And to um, you know, get it to exposed to air as much as you can. You don't want it to be covered up. It doesn't have to be dressed. Usually, we take the dressing off after the first twelve to twenty-four hours after surgery and leave it open to the air. Oh, really? Uh-huh. You don't want what you don't want is you don't want it. Uh, if you're say you have staples closing your incision, you don't mm-hmm. want to. You don't want those to get caught on anything. And so you'll put a little pad over there to kind of cover it. But take that off as much as you can. It's safe to shower the next day. And you can wash it with your hands using soap and water. Mm-hmm. Um, I would not uh, let the shower stream hit it directly because that can cause it to separate. Um, but if you just you know, kind of let the water hit your back and roll forward onto your front and use your hand and then blot it dry. Treat it like you would uh, any other open cut or sore. Oh, that's, yeah, that's good to know. So don't keep it all bandaged up. In terms of uh, scar formation... You know, there are some. There is some evidence that suggests that uh, steroid shots will help to decrease that. Some women are prone to keloiding mm-hmm. or forming very thick scars, um, but those are things that you generally don't do right away. Usually, there's a coating that you can purchase, and you'll put that on. You know, a couple weeks after. Okay, is is that the um, key coat? There's kilo coat, and there's another another trademark brand. I don't know. Okay. The, 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 but that's the a liquid. It's a there. liquid silicone. Um, there's that one, and then there's also like a silicone patch that you can That's put on That's what I as did. Well. I did that this last time. I, I've had two C-sections, one with the twins and then one with the singleton. Mm-hmm. And I didn't do anything with my singleton. And I actually got a free box of this stuff. And it was just like a like a long Band-Aid, stretchy mm-hmm. kind of Band-Aid. I mean, I don't know. It, I guess, you know, I'm only two and a half months out, so it's kind of hard to tell. You really have to wait done. at least six months to, to see if there's any kind of yeah. difference at all. It takes... I mean, you, when you come in at your six-week postpartum visit, we're checking your incision, but your scar is not finished forming right. in any. So it's usually three to six months before you see the final scar. Okay, and then no, no. When when can we? I know you, you're talking about keeping the incision site, you know, open and and dry. Mm-hmm. So when can we start using sort of some of those um, silicone treatments? Usually, you go at about four to six weeks. Okay. Mm-hmm. So how about for vaginal delivery? So so what are some of the best techniques to reduce the pain and inflammation in that area? And then also the, the perineal stitches, too. Well, the good news is that uh, almost everybody uses perineal stitches that dissolve on their own. And mm-hmm. so you don't have to have them taken out or removed in any way. And the best way to, uh, to avoid any sort of issues with wound breakdown or uh, abnormal um, healing is to kind of give it time to heal. Mm-hmm. You know, there's, you know, you can do uh, spray bottles, if you, particularly if you have a, an incision near the urethra. Mm-hmm. Those will help a lot because you'll see some stinging and burning when you when you when you go to the bathroom, mm-hmm. uh, and that those that can really help to kind of decrease that. And the, the spray bottles, it just with water, it's just with yeah, like clean, just, just, just clean, clean water. water yeah. Okay. 
And then also um, uh, you'd want to use uh, like sitz baths. You can do little tub soaks mm-hmm. to kind of cool things down a little bit. So not Ice a warm pads. bath, just a, a cool a cool bath. Yeah, just lukewarm water is fine. Okay. Uh, you don't. You, you, the most important thing is not to start using that area again. Exactly. That's generally the furthest thing from everybody's mind when they're uh, a new mom. Uh, but sometimes, especially with twins, you might have been on bed rest or pelvic rest for you know three months, four months, six months. And, you know, those dads can get to be kind of a bit of a, a struggle. <laughs> How are you doing? How are you doing? Huh? Uh-huh. It's been so, six weeks. Yeah, g- give, a, give yourself at least four to six weeks to heal uh, before. And, and the bigger the tear, the longer it takes to heal. Mm-hmm. Are there any, I mean, any ointments or, you know, or even I was thinking on uh, inflammation. I, I've heard, I think I've heard of some natural treatments like with Arnica is um some of the, the natural the homeopathic type mm-hmm. of uh, treatments, yeah. You know, I'm not familiar with that. Uh, I don't. When it comes to medications like that, a lot of times uh, there's there's you know it's worked for me or an, what we call anecdotal evidence. I but I I'm one of those people who's not opposed to something that you want to try as long as it's safe. And I'm also not aware of anything wrong with trying things like that. So I think it's perfectly fine to do it mm-hmm. as long as you're comfortable with it. And it doesn't cause you any side effects. Mm-hmm. Um, I think it can be very mm-hmm. useful. No, definitely. Mm-hmm. You know, Christine, you were talking about tearing. And I'm just curious for um, our twin mamas out there that gave birth vaginally, is there anything, you know, statistics-wise or anything that shows us that um, twin moms tear more because there's two babies? I mean, they're obviously not coming out at the same time, right? But because there's more pressure or whatever yeah 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 you're doing it twice (laughs) well um generally with twin moms uh you're gonna have it depends a lot of the tearing depends on uh whether it's your first baby or not and whether you had a tear with your if it's not your first baby whether you had a tear with your first one size of the babies that sort of thing Mm -hmm. Uh, i don't think that there's any evidence that i'm aware of that uh moms with twins will have a more extensive tear uh, certainly, one thing that's interesting, and it uh, you know, to, at least to think about, is um, sometimes moms with twins will deliver the first baby head down and the second baby breech. Mm-hmm. Uh, but that also has not been shown that I'm to, to increase any risks of tearing. Occasionally, you'll see uh, a scenario in which moms with twins will deliver their first baby and it'll be okay, and then the second baby will require some assistance, mm-hmm. uh, maybe with a vacuum or with forceps, mm-hmm. rather than going to a C-section, mm-hmm. and so. Uh, an operative delivery is going to increase your risk for tears as well. And Mm -hmm. so you have a higher chance for that, especially for that second baby. Mm -hmm. Because, you know, the last thing we want is for a mom to have a great normal vaginal delivery of the first baby and then have an emergency delivery of the second one. We really don't want that to happen. No. (laughs) So, uh, yeah. And unfortunately... You know, the, the, the published statistics would quote you a risk of about 10 to 20% for that to happen, mm-hmm. um, mostly because of the challenges to the second baby and descending quickly, and you can see changes in the heart rate, that kind of thing. So it, it's unlikely. It, it's rare, but it does happen. And so it's one of those things that has to at least enter into your mind when you're considering whether or not to have a C-section for your twins just to start with. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. And I mean, in overall recovery, well, I think that's, you know, we could, I'm sure we can talk about the, the differences in just recovery time for vaginal delivery versus um, a, a C-section. Um, and I think statistically, I mean, C-sections do take a little bit longer, you know, yeah, overall. Absolutely. I would say that in most cases, mom with a vaginal delivery is really feeling pretty good by week two in a lot mm-hmm. of cases. They're up mm-hmm. and walking and moving, sometimes three, mm-hmm. uh, but it takes six to 12 weeks to fully heal from a C-section. Wow. So, uh, I mean, we, when, when a mom has a cesarean delivery, we generally recommend 
you know, no direct abdominal workout or anything like that for 12 weeks. Okay, well, when we come back, we're going to talk about a common complaint that doesn't have to be permanent. Well, welcome back. Today, we're talking about postpartum recovery after twins and the first six weeks with Wade Schwendeman. And our discussion continues as we look at some common problems that many twin moms experience. Lots of times, um, the moms, um, you know, they, they're, let's say, even a few months mm-hmm. out and they go, oh, my gosh, you know, I still I look like I'm still pregnant. You know, I mean, I'm in that <laughs> stage right now, I'm like four months. Yeah, I look like I'm about four months pregnant right now. <laughs> still wearing maternity clothes. Yes. And it's like, oh, gosh, you know, you know, when's this belly going to go back to, you know, what it was? Because, um, you know, the uterus is extended and mm-hmm. the body's still reshaping. So how can they help bring it back to its non-pregnancy size? Well, um, the uterus itself gets back to its non-pregnancy size pretty quickly. Usually, mm-hmm. it's 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 back by six weeks. Okay. Okay. Wow. Um, in terms of the contractions that the uterus has done, what happens for a lot of women in pregnancy is that the 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 pregnant uterus, and especially in twin moms, the pregnant uterus will kind of separate uh, the muscles of the midline. You know, those muscles that give you all a six pack. Mm-hmm. Um, <laughs> not me personally, but everybody else. Mm-hmm. Uh, I don't know if I ever had those muscles. <laughs> I uh, I never did, uh, but they they'll they'll start to separate in the middle. Your body is expanding, and it you know, a twin pregnancy needs more space. Mm-hmm. The, the the space has to come from somewhere. So if it can't go up because it's blocked by your diaphragm and your lungs, and it can't go back because your spine and your ribs are there, it has to go forward. And so by separating the muscles, that the space gets a lot larger and the more potential space exists. And so the twin pregnancy can continue to grow to the appropriate level. And that makes us very happy because we like appropriately grown babies. <laughs> but uh, putting it back together is difficult because you know, if you have a C-section, sometimes the doctors will put an extra stitch in and kind of bring the muscles back together for you. We like to make a joke that that covers about 500 sit-ups or so. <laughs> um, but really, just using those muscles is the way to bring them back. Mm-hmm. Um, and so luckily for you, for moms, when you're carrying a baby around in your arms, you're using your core muscles to hold that baby and uh, not just using your arms to hold the baby. And so you're bringing those muscles together even when you don't realize you're exercising them. Mm -hmm. And so it comes back. But, you know, if we give you those orders, no direct crunches for 12 weeks, it's going to take a long time. (laughs) Well, I think uh, part of it for me, I mean, you know, the uterus takes a while to go back down, but that skin... The skin that stretches, I mean, it doesn't it doesn't disappear. You still have yeah. that. So, I mean, I definitely do not have the stomach that I used to have anymore. Um, but even more so because of how much this, I mean, you just have that extra skin that kind of doesn't, I mean, it's never really going to go away. Yeah. You know? And so that, and that's, yeah. So you kind of end up with this, like, I mean, it's like, you know, we're talking about scars. You can't even see my scar <laughs> because my skin <laughs> hangs over it um, after delivering. But that's kind of something that you just, I mean, you know, unless somebody wants to offer me like an all-expense-paid spa <laughs> right. cosmetic surgery procedure <laughs> you're just going to kind of have to deal with. Now earlier um, you had mentioned about the separation of the abdominal muscles. Can you you know tell us a little bit more about that? I mean what what, what do we call that? So we call that technically it's called diastasis recti and that just the recti mean refers to the rectus abdominis muscle the muscles that run up and down in the middle of your body and diastasis means separation or opening means they're basically separated in the midline. And it happens, uh, you know, for a variety of reasons. At the time of a cesarean delivery, which unfortunately a lot of twin moms do go through, uh, you have to separate those muscles to deliver the twins. Uh, and, and, you know, just carrying the pregnancy a lot of times will be enough to cause those two muscles to separate in the midline. They're kind of a mirror image. There's the same, there's one on each side. Um, 
do, you know, things to do that help the abdominal binders, those are definitely going to help bring those muscles back together. Uh, a lot of doctors will kind of bring the muscles back together at the time of a C-section if you have one. The so you one, can actually like ask your bonus. doctor, if, if you know you're going to have a C-section, then you could actually say, um, you know, can we get the stitches ahead of time? I mean, I think I've heard that. While you're in here. there. While you're in there, yeah. <laughs> yeah, um, a lot of women ask for uh, stitches to put the muscles back together, and we can absolutely do that. And then a lot of women ask for a tummy tuck while they're there. <laughs> <laughs> Sorry, but you can't. You, like, have yeah. you thought about offering that? Seriously, I mean, is that, that is, option that we could. You could tag team with option. another doctor. You don't have to do it. Just get a plastic surgeon in there at the same time. Yeah. Unfortunately, because we're entering the uterus, um, it's a slightly uh, higher risk for infection, oh. and so you don't want to take out skin tissue and put things under tension because the risk for the wound to break down is just way too oh, high. Oh, I see. Okay. So there's a, a real reason There's a, there's, a, there's an actual <laughs> medical reason not to do it. Okay. I, I mean, it would be genius. <laughs> if, if I could find a way to do that and not, not increase my infection rate, I'd be able to retire. <laughs> right. <laughs> the, but you uh, can bring the muscles back, at least the internal part, and then maybe we come back and get the whole, you know, sort of the skin part later on, right? Yeah, I'd recommend waiting until you're completely done with deliveries, all deliveries, before you uh, do so the So the baby making's done. Right. Once okay. you've had all your children and you're sure you don't want any more, then go ahead and get that fixed if you want to. But absolutely, we can put the muscles back together in the midline. Mm -hmm. uh, now, in terms of science, there's no scientific evidence that suggests that it actually helps uh, you know, in any sort of recovery process or anything like that. But again, you know, speaking to twin moms, anyone who has had it or even non-twin moms, but speaking to twin moms, anyone who has had it generally is a little happier than anyone who hasn't. Because, <laughs> I mean, uh, well, it looks, I mean, you're bringing it back, so it helps everything. You get a flatter stomach, right? Absolutely right. No, I, and I, I think there are a lot of things you can do um, on the non-surgical side. Absolutely. I mean, I'll just say for me personally, um, I've, you know, I got physical therapy after my, my twin pregnancy and after my singleton too. And so we've worked on the diastasis recti and, and just through, they call it belly breathing. Mm -hmm. And it's just this, you know, focusing on these really internal muscles and kind of imagining that you're zipping them up and bringing them together. And, you know, and so my, my physical therapist says, you know, it's such a simple thing, but if you do it every day, it's really, really effective. So I was like, okay. <laughs> so I put stickers, you know, okay, breathe. breathe. <laughs> <laughs> you know. Switching gears a little bit, um, you know, <laughs> I think on, on the other side of recovery, um, we know a lot of new moms um, experience fatigue, especially twin moms. So, I mean, aside from not getting enough sleep, <laughs> the biggest complaint, um, are there some other reasons, you know, that, that might be causing that fatigue? There are. Um, certainly, uh, we talked about anemia for a fair bit of time. And any sort of anemia, if your body's not able to carry, as, if your blood count is low, anemia means a low blood count. And if your blood count is low, you're not going to be able to carry as much oxygen to your cells and as you otherwise could. By the problem with that, of course, is that every cell needs oxygen to function. And so without it, you can't function as efficiently as you otherwise would. Um, and so some of the things that can, you know, for example, we talked about things, ways to address anemia with iron-rich foods and, uh, you know, often iron supplementation. Uh, there's, you know, it's impossible to do, but getting adequate sleep is critical to mm -hmm. letting your brain function. We talked about you know calories and making sure that you're actually eating enough. It's very easy to be tired because if you eat 
as much uh, when you're two weeks postpartum as you ate when you were two weeks before delivery, it's not going to be enough. You need more energy, if particularly if you're breastfeeding. Your twins, yeah. yeah, absolutely. I mean, that's that's for a lot of women. They you know say you say your diet is 1,800 to 2,000 calories a day. All of a sudden, you're postpartum with twins, and you need almost 3,000. It's 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 incredibly important to do that. So eating and then hydration. I mean, I I know when oh, I was breastfeeding. Oh, yes. oh my, my gosh, gosh. <laughs> that will kill your milk supply if you do not drink water. Really, yeah. Well. Yeah. Even though you want to drink coffee, like I want to drink coffee because I'm tired and I've got to get stuff done, but I have to like push the coffee away and drive past no, Starbucks. But isn't there, wasn't there just a new study that said that coffee is just as hydrating as water? I swear I saw what? that on the news. I'm not even joking. We should look into this. I don't know, <laughs> but I'm buying it. I'm going <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, coffee, I mean, water. I mean, if you're getting like a latte, that's, you know, a lot of milk. Milk's pretty hydrating. Right? <laughs> sure. There's I, the we're talking survival here. I'm so pretty sure that caffeine a diuretic yeah, that's which means it's going to make you pee more and yeah. make you a little more dehydrated yeah. so well, nice well, when you first dr- <laughs> while, when nice you first time. drink it, I think you might feel the same type of hydration. But I think after a little while, the, especially if you're on your second or third cup because you're really tired, yeah, I think I'd switch, stick to water. Yeah, yeah, definitely. Well, thanks so much, Dr. Schwann, for joining us today. I really appreciate all of your insight. For more information about the postpartum recovery after twins in the first six weeks, or for more information about any of our experts um, panelists, visit our episode page on our website. So this conversation continues from members of our Twin Talks Club. After the show, Dr. Schwenman will tell us about a common postpartum recovery practice found in Asia. So for more information about the Twin Talks Club, visit our website, twintalks.com. Okay, today we have a special segment called Twin Oops. And this is the stories about the uh, twins that only twin parents can really appreciate. And if you've got a twin oops that you'd like to share, um, give us a call on our voicemail at 619-866-4775, or you can uh, post it on our Facebook page. And uh, we've got a, a note from Caroline in Louisiana, and she, she wrote, My two-year-old boys are obsessed with sanitary towels and tampons. No matter where I hide them, they find them. They love unwrapping the towels and sticking them just about anywhere. I think tampons are large party poppers. I can just about live with all the mess they create, but recently I was waiting for a TV engineer to call. And I'd waited in all day and the boys were restless and had unwrapped just about every towel and tampon in sight for amusement. I cleaned up after them just in case the doorbell rang and it finally did ring. And the engineer came in, and I just followed him into the lounge, and I saw a towel complete with wings stuck to the wall above the sofa. How this guy didn't see it was beyond me, but I've never moved so fast and have never felt so embarrassed. So I can laugh now, but at the time, I was mortified. I'm sure he never saw it because he did not flinch or look or act awkwardly. And I'm sure seeing a winged towel on display in someone's lounge like a treasured photo is not an everyday occurrence. (laughs) That wraps up our show for today. We appreciate you listening to Twin Talks. Join in on the discussion by posting your comments on the Twin Talks Facebook page or by calling our voicemail at 619-866-4775. And don't forget to check out our sister shows, Preggy Pals, it's for expecting parents, The Boob Group for moms who breastfeed their babies, and Parent Savers, it's an online support group for new parents. This is Twin Talks, Parenting Times 2. This has been a new mommy media production. The information and material contained in this episode are presented for educational purposes only. Statements and opinions expressed in this episode 
are not necessarily those of New Mommy Media and should not be considered facts. While such information and materials are believed to be accurate, it is not intended to replace or substitute for professional medical advice or care, and should not be used for diagnosing or treating health care problem or disease or prescribing any medication. If you have questions or concerns regarding your physical or mental health or the health of your baby, please seek assistance from a qualified health care provider. New Mommy Media is expanding our lineup of shows for new and expecting parents. If you have an idea for a new series, or if you're a business or organization interested in joining our network of shows through a co-branded podcast, visit newmommymedia.com. Hey, mamas. Don't forget to check out Mighty Moms. It's our online community built for new moms just like you. Not only can you connect with other moms, but you can also join us backstage for special mom-only online events. And you'll also be notified when we're recording so you can join us as a special guest. Visit our website, newmommymedia.com, and click on the Mighty Moms banner. It's free. That's newmommymedia.com. See you there.